Welcome to Sex Communication, a project aimed at changing how people talk about sex. It features audio recordings of sex acts, extremely frank conversations, and many confessionals. Please note that our content is explicit and uncensored. And while these episodes may indeed arouse you, the intent is to inform and inspire. Join us now for a judgment and shame-free exploration of sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hello and welcome to episode 65. Today is what I've dubbed the great tiny penis debate. I'm diving deeper into a criticism that I addressed in episode 63, listener questions and comments. Um, It was about the language that I use regarding my opinions about dick size and about being a size queen um, and the concern that I'm shaming uh, those bodies with penises that are not living up to the standards that I have expressed. This was the message that I received, just to refresh your memory. Hello, I've recently been listening to your podcast and I like it. I'm very sex positive. I'm a sensual man. Like you, I seek higher and better orgasms, although I have been kink shamed in past relationships and turned down for having a high sex drive, but I'm dealing with that. Here is my issue. Your podcast says it's sex positive and non-shaming, yet I've heard you speak in a negative way of men not having a big dick. Isn't that shaming? Isn't everyone positive in their own way? No one is perfect. You call yourself a size queen. Okay. But all the positive podcasts I hear tell me size doesn't matter. If anything, this is why guys send unsolicited dick pics because either it does or it doesn't. As I mentioned last week, that that is a lot to unpack. And uh, (laughs) I'm realizing in reading this, we never, we never got into the, uh, the correlation with sending unsolicited dick pics, which (laughs) is a totally other issue. And I'm really regretting now that I forgot to bring this up. So, um, but anyway, so what you're going to hear, uh, like I said, you know, I wanted to give anybody that had a very strong or an opposing view to anything that I've said or expressed or shared, you know, just give them equal opportunity to express their own point of view. So he took me up on my offer of having this conversation for an episode of the podcast So we talk all about the things that he was very upset about. We talk about uh, the responsibility of having a platform like this. And eventually, after that conversation, I think he was feeling vulnerable enough, and we both had a greater understanding of where the other was coming from, that we shifted into a conversation about his personal interests and preferences and, you know, how he struggled with communicating his desires to past partners potential partners, new partners, um, and just the struggle of navigating what he feels is kind of like an outside point of view. Um, but that was, it was a big conversation and, and too much to include all of it in just one episode. So today's episode is going to focus solely on the conversation, just diving into his position about the language that I've used and in the views that I've expressed. And then Uh, A future episode is going to include the conversation about his experience. So without further ado, here we go. So why don't you just tell me a little bit about why you reached out um, via Facebook and and kind of what just inspired you to say anything. Is is this just a voice or is this going to be a... It's it's just voice. Um, Well, I listen to a lot of... I mean, you do you want my story? Or you just want to know why I just reached out on the 
just what? about this one thing or whatever. Why don't you start with this one thing and then we okay. can kind of just see where the conversation yeah. goes. Um, I just, I listen to a lot of podcasts because I have a driving job. Mm-hmm. I've just been having a self-evaluation uh, over the past six months from the split up with my ex, mm. some of the things that uh, happened with us. Um, and uh, I know that, you know, this feminist movement and things like that, and I don't quite understand it all. I've never really been one to, um, uh, you know, uh, have a say either way. I mean, I, I love women. I respect them. I always have. Um, I don't understand it a hundred percent, but they're just as important as men. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't like anyone disrespecting women. So on the other hand, I don't like anyone really disrespecting men. And so I listened to a lot of different podcasts and it struck me as a little odd that some of the things that I hear, uh, I'm trying to put this delicately. It, it's not you as a person per se. It's just I felt it. It was a little bit. It seemed like you. It wasn't coming across as practicing practicing what you preached. Because if if you're trying to be inclusive, hmm. and you're trying to say, well, this is a learning podcast, and 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 you know, I'm trying to say, well, you know. I'm inclusive and I want to talk about all these things and these are things that excite you and hopefully they excite you and they excite me and, and, and all this. And I know you have your preferences, but on the same, I hear some of the things that you say are putting down some things, but you can't, you can't put down some people as you lift up others. Fair enough. Uh, it seems to me like some of the phrases and things you were saying we're doing that, especially that that one little excerpt I took out of your your uh, out of that one little thing that uh, that I sent you in text. That really got to me today as I read that. Yeah. Um, and and maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe I'm not understanding you. But that phrase right there just seemed to hit a, hit a nerve with me because you know we're all doing the best we can. We weren't all, you know, we weren't all born with big boobs. We weren't all born with big dicks. Uh, we weren't all born skinny. We weren't all born, you know, hot, you know, and these type of things. We have to do with what we what we got. If you don't like it, you can change it. Right. And I, and, and I also, you know, on that other hand, I heard people talking about you don't like what you, you critique a lot of porn. And, and I get that. And I, I'm the same way. I looked at a lot of it. And some of it I don't like, and some of it I think is ridiculous. But I think the people that were making it, especially if it's a amateur, I'm pretty sure they put their heart and soul in, and they probably think it's good, or else it wouldn't be out there. Maybe it got out there accidentally. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I guess I'm the type of person, I put myself in other people's shoes a lot, and thinking that before I go out to the masses and I say, well, this is ridiculous, or this is this, or this is that. You know, I, 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 just, I just don't think I would say that because it's hypocritical. 
So, I tend to, I tend to ram a little bit. I, I apologize. <laughs> You're not rambling at all. I think that this There's is, it's just fine. But the, the phrase that you were just referring to specifically, can you just remind me of which phrase exactly yes. you were, you're yes. referring to? Uh-huh. I texted it to you, but I'm sure you were busy today. Um, I got this from your, the big dicks, um, uh, uh, tough skin. Oh, thing. yes. Yes. To me, penile shortcomings literally lead to settling and making concessions that I don't think have any place in a healthy relationship. That, that statement. Yes. So to me, if I were to read that, and I'm not taking this out of context, I read the whole thing. If I were to read that, that's like you're saying no one with a small penis has any business being in a healthy relationship. No. That's what I'm reading from that. Okay. Well, um, that's interesting that you took it to mean that because, I mean, the whole piece was written from the point of view is like, this is what I'm looking for and this is what I, I feel is a healthy relationship. And it was all just like the How I Got Off episodes. It's all told from the perspective of me personally. Sure. No, I get that. No, I understand that part of it. Sure. No, I do. So, I mean, maybe it's just that the distinction of don't, I didn't think that these things have any place in a healthy relationship for me. Although I don't think it's necessary to reiterate that in a piece that's told from a certain point of view, but I understand what you're saying. Um, I I did want to just, I'm sorry. Well, I'm just want to find out a little bit more. Like, is it, is it something that's bother you because this is an issue that you feel affected by personally? Like, do you feel this offended by, you know, you did mention also the way that I refer to my feelings about fake breasts. Like, do you, do you get the same reaction well, from that? Well, no, I like all breasts, fake or real. But um, I mean, in, in I, hearing me or listening to me or reading me say, describe a, a disgust with with that particular physical characteristics. Do you have the I, same personal feelings, like of offense? I let me put it to you this way: I find all female bodies wonderful, small, big. Let me refer to you this. I don't know if you can tell. I have a little bit of an accent. I am from Texas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it comes out a little bit. So there is a song. Uh, and you probably don't know this because you probably don't listen to country music, but there's a song, and it's from a Texas artist, and it, and it one of the one of the verses is, uh, big, little, short, or tall. I've loved them all. And 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 so what that means is that means he doesn't discriminate against, you know, female bodies because what you're doing is in my if you if you're gonna if you're gonna put out a podcast that's available to anybody to access, mm-hmm. okay? Now I know I understand that you have your preferences. I get that we all do, but if you're gonna put out something that's going to be inclusive and you're going to include everybody, and and you can't, in my opinion, you cannot say. You know, because some people are going to take it 
and I'm not talking about me, but some people are going to follow you. You're going to have some people as this goes on, you're going to have some people that are going to be big fans. Maybe not big fans and they're going to follow you and then you're going to influence them and you may end up, what you say may end up ruining relationships. Well, okay, so let me ask you this distinction. Because some people, because there are people in this world that are weak-minded, and they're very influenced by things. And you have a very strong opinion on things, but they're your opinions. But that's still going to influence people. And when you're in the eyes of the of the of the uh, of the um, of the um, excuse me, I've got to get a drink here. Now. When you're in the eyes of the public. I, you just like a, and I, I, I'm not referring to you as a politician here, but just like you, know, you have a a a sort of responsibility to include and not and not exclude mm-hmm. because when you do that, you influence, and when you influence, it can make things happen that could hurt somebody. It's still going to hurt feelings, even though you're talking about your experiences. So it sounds to me like your, your biggest critique is not that I'm expressing my preference, but it's that I'm doing so in a public forum. Like that if I didn't have this platform, if this was just say we knew each other in real life and we, you know, we met socially and you knew from us meeting socially that I was a size queen and I had these conversations, but they were conversations one on one or in a group that that's one thing. But it becomes a different thing when I'm now expressing these things on the platform of the podcast. Let Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. So. When you went, when you went to that orgy, yeah. So let me ask. So is that the only one you've ever been to? That was the first one. Yes. Okay. Okay. I've never been to one, and I couldn't even imagine what it's like. But I heard everything you said, and and everything, and there were things about you liked. There were things about you didn't like. I get that. Did you, when you were there, were you talking out loud, expressing your opinions no. the way you would? Why not? Because that wasn't, it wasn't what it was, like, that wasn't what the situation called for. The situation was like an active thing. And similarly, you know, when I'm with a partner, you know, there was a, another How I Got Off episode a few weeks ago, you know, describing an encounter I had with a person and his dick was much smaller than I prefer. And I slept with him anyway, but I did not say to him in that time, you know, X, Y, and Z. It was something that came up later because he pressed me. He kept asking, like, why I didn't want to see him again, et cetera. But but go ahead. What was your question? Oh, well, so just so I'm I'm clear, (laughs) I'm assuming, just for shits and giggles here, what is the smallest size that you'll say no to? The smallest size that? What do you mean, like yeah. the? What, 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 what is the? What is the cutoff point? The cutoff. Seven, um, let me pull out a ruler. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have to be able to give it in terms that somebody can quantify well, I mean, I mean, instead of me know. just saying hand size. I mean, definitely to me, the the it's thickness a, is a big factor. So, my preference is. 
uh, well, if we're going by minimum, I would accept an inch and a half width. Although uh, it, it should definitely be long enough to make up for that. Uh, otherwise, I would say the minimum would be like an inch and three quarters. As far as length goes, I would say my length cutoff would be six and a half inches. Um, oh. Well, that's about, that's almost average. Right. But the, the thing is, like, it's it's a matter of combination, right? So if we're going with the six and a half long, then I would say you need to be closer to the two inches wide for me to be happy. If you're narrower, then I would say looking at more like seven and a half inches to make an inch and a half work width wise. But my preference would be two inches wide and say eight and a half to nine inches long. Yeah, I mean, I get that. And so, <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> and and there's a reason why I'm asking. So, <clears throat> then why is it that that you hear everywhere, all over the place, are, are women just saying size doesn't matter, just not to hurt men's feelings, or is it really true? Because the thing is, is that, I mean, Obviously, a, a micro dick, which is three inches, which I'm sure there are ones that exist, and that's that's you know we're, we're talking Vienna sausage here uh, is you know if you know what those are, yes, uh, th that's really small. But I, I can imagine something that's small. But unfortunately, I'm sure there are, um, and, and and that seems you know that seems hard to imagine but but still and, and those things shouldn't be shamed no one should be shamed for any part of their body i just feel that way uh, because a lot of people can't help it and they deserve just as much pleasure as everybody else i, I agree mean, with we, you on that though and, 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 and let me tell you Brandon, the reason why i'm saying that and, and this goes back to my relationship and and i feel strong about this because my last relationship I was cheated on and I was shamed hmm. because I wanted to experiment in the bedroom because for a good amount of time I was being denied sex um, from my, well, at that time, four years, four year girlfriend, uh, common law girlfriend, uh, which I found out later she was cheating on me. Um, I'm sorry, it's a little bit difficult, but anyway, um, and, and this isn't why I'm saying this to you. I'm saying it because I've been in three law, three relationships in, in my life. The first, you know, I've had sex plenty. I'm 48. I've had sex. I've had enough partners. I can't count. I would say it's been more quantity than quality i've always looked for quality uh, i've had one night stands and and they weren't nothing that i would jump up and down about but i've had some good ones um and i think about them from time to time i wish i had can go back and do things differently i think we all do um i wish i knew now i wish i knew uh what i know now i wish i knew i can go back and tell my 18 to 21 year old self because uh, I certainly would have spent a lot more time uh, doing other things and, and 
knowing and 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 just doing things differently. But I wanted to spice things up. She just wasn't going to have it. And I tried everything I could do. And the thing is, she was getting her needs met elsewhere. It wasn't that I didn't want to. It's just she didn't want to with me. Mm-hmm. And she didn't, it, And she finally got tired of telling me no and eventually called me a pervert because I wanted to, you know, bring some toys into the bedroom and I wanted to try different positions. And, and I'm like, certainly not. Certainly not because I want to have more sex. I'm a pervert. And they're like, they, they can't be. And it, it, it just isn't, it, it can't be that way. Especially at my age, I'm lucky to have the sex drive that I have. Hmm. And, 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 and for whatever reason, after that, of course, after I found out about it, we fought and fought and fought. Uh, I mean, we still are talk. We're still friends, believe it or not. I've got to go see her tomorrow and take her damn mail and do other things because I want to keep the peace because I'm just that type of guy. But, um, you know, and, and it just, it, I, I, I deserve, I don't know. You, you obviously are in a place in your life and you're younger than me. You don't want a relationship. You've got this going on. You've got, and you probably can go out and get your much of get what you want. I do want a relationship, though, just to, to correct oh, you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I haven't listened to every episode. Um, and, and, and I'm sorry for assuming that. It just seemed like the few episodes I've listened to, it seemed like that's not high on your deal. It just seemed like good sex is. <laughs> but, but I could be wrong. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. I understand. But I, yeah. I, I identify with what you're saying. And it sounds like yeah. a lot of your frustration, especially with this last relationship, is coming from a place of feeling like you weren't accepted for what you were into. And and just to bring that back to the the, the quote that you you were referring to from that piece that I wrote, just to explain what I meant when I was writing this, that when I said to me, penile shortcomings lead to settling and making concessions that I don't think have any place in a healthy relationship. And the reason why I said that is because to me, a healthy relationship is a relationship that in all areas, inclusive of sex, there's a spirit of acceptance and exploration and trust and, you know, intimacy and vulnerability. So if I was in a position where, you know, all other things being perfect, the, the penis was not what I was, you know, wasn't working for me. To me, that would mean that that particular area would cease to be a source of fulfillment or satisfaction. It would instead be a source of frustration. And I think resigning yourself to be in a relationship where you're settling on any of the things that are important to you, to me, negates the healthiness. That's true. I I get that. I, I see what you're saying. Um, uh, no, I, I, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you have felt that way if this relationship had lasted, but your partner upon finding out what you wanted to try in the bedroom was like, if we don't try anything else and things stay exactly as they are, you know, that she would stay, would you have made that concession? Would you have compromised in that way? Well, I mean, the thing is, is that she was withholding sex with 
for me. But I'm, I'm saying so hypothetically, if that wasn't the yeah. case, would you still consider it to be a healthy relationship if you were to make the decision to compromise and ignore these desires that you had? Does that seem like a healthy choice? You're saying that if I came to her and I said, I want to try these things, and she said no, and I said, okay, and I just let it go? Yeah. Um, you mean on that, on that, on that only? Yes, assuming like, you know, regardless of the withholding and the cheating and, and those things, I'm saying if your relationship, you thought everything else was working very okay. well, you know, but know just about this that. point. Yeah. Um, well, see, that, that's a tough question because I wouldn't have wanted to do the other thing if the other things hadn't stopped. Because see, one caused the other. Okay. That, that's what I'm saying. It, 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 it didn't, one, didn't, it opened up a Pandora's box for me mm. because she stopped giving it to me because she was giving it to somebody else. That's when this opened up for me and I've started thinking to myself, well, if she's going to do that and she thinks of me this much little, and I've done all this for her and, and I really did, but I never, you know, I, I was happy to do it because I loved her. You know, I, I said, well, why am I killing myself? And then that's when I said, I need more excitement in this. I'm not going to put myself through this again on my next relationship. I see. So I learned from this. It was a learning experience. To le and I learned what I don't want in that, the next <laughs> That sounds like me. But I mean, that, that's how I discovered I was a size queen was that I was in a relationship with somebody and it was like all other things seemed great, but it was like that just, I just wasn't satisfying and I just couldn't put up with it. But I, I think I think that, but but when but but if you're just talking and, and I see what, what you're saying is you're you're talking you're considering penis size, but you're also talking about you're referring it to a long length of of, of anything else. Uh, I'm talking about just that one thing because me, I'm a male that has one, okay, and and, and I know that it works. And I know that I've satisfied women with it. And I know where the female G-spot is. And it's not all the way down inside your cervix. Right. But there is it's, another part all the way down inside the cervix that when stimulated is quite spectacular. Okay, this is something I haven't heard of. The A-spot. The A-spot. Yes. Th th that's something I need to uh, learn about. I have never, this is the first part I've ever heard about. I only know, I only know two things. Clitoris, she's fine. Yeah. In fact, I've heard that if a man's penis is too large and they're banging against your cervix, it can hurt. Some women, yeah. I mean, but to your your earlier question about does size matter? It's it's like anything. It's specific oh, to the woman. Perfect. I don't think that there's a, a blanket yes or no for that. To some women, yeah. like Ooh. myself, definitely is an issue, and to others, it's not. I know one woman that, that talks like, you know, we were saying how the G-spot is actually quite not, it's not very far in. There's a very short distance from, right. you know, opening to the G-spot. And she made that point about like, it's really just a couple of inches that you need. And she's totally, 
like unconcerned <laughs> with penis size, but you know, yeah. this is just the cornucopia of, of people and experiences and desires that are out there. Everyone, well, there's something for everyone. I, I guess maybe, I guess maybe I took it or read it wrong because it, it seems like you're putting it as a general statement when you're just talking about yourself. Yeah. I just, I, I don't, I just didn't see the things in your statements that said, this is just me. When and I know you said it in some things, but you didn't say it in other things. And 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 some of the things I I, I read, it just it got me going. It said, look at some. And you were talking about some of the men that were at that orgy, and and I'm thinking to myself, well, what if I was one of those guys? And I listened to the podcast. Mm. I would think she's talking about me, and that means if if I heard it, and they had to have known you. Mm-hmm. At some point, someone there had to know you, and they had to have known. If not, they didn't know you then. They know you now, and someone may have said, "Well, you know, so and so was there, and they have a podcast, or so and so." Maybe they don't. Maybe they do. But I, if someone knew you were there, and then they're had. You got to know somebody to go there, though, right? No, I, I didn't know anybody. It was somebody that had reached out to me via FetLife and invited me, one of the hosts. So okay. I didn't know anybody oh. there. But just to, to give you some context, though, I did talk openly with people there that I had a podcast and what my name on FetLife was, and we did connect. And in fact, um, one of the guys that I spoke about um, – that I won't get into specifics for personal reasons, yeah. but we did wind up connecting on FetLife, but he's not somebody that I'm interested in having sex with. But the thing about it was that even beyond that, I think there was a, a certain openness to the whole experience where people go into it expecting that, you know, of the 40 people there, you can't expect if you're one of 40 that 39 people are all going to want to have sex with you or you're all going to want to have sex with 39. So there's this expectation of preference and not liking something and not wanting. And it was very open in that. And I had a conversation with one of the other hosts, the male partner, and he asked me, you know, like, well, if you talk about this in your podcast, can we link to it? And he asked me to mention the party. I declined to mention the party only because, you know, some people, I don't want some people to kind of stalk me and go there. But I sure. said, you know, there is a, a like a profile for the party. I said, you know, by all means, if you would like to link to the episode, you may do so. Like if people are already know, involved with this party already attending, I, I don't have any problem with them knowing. And he asked me to, to do this after listening to it. And he had no concerns. And I think, again, it just really spoke to the fact that everybody goes in there knowing some people you're just going to be friends with, some people you're not going to want to touch, there are body types that aren't going to be your body type, et cetera, et cetera. Like there was something, there, there was so, so much diversity there. There's no way that everyone would want everything that was there. So, sure. No, no, no. I get that. But it, it, it just seemed like it... Uh, when you were discussing some of it, it seemed like some of it was you discussed in you you talked about some of it like it it was a turnoff and you were disgusted by it. And I, and it was for sure. There was one guy yeah. who smelled terribly. That was yeah. a terrible turnoff. But but I'm sure that he didn't know it. 
Well, but the, I made a point of, of being very specific when I talked about the, my reaction to the way he smelled, that it was a, a definite chemical reaction because the, this is just a fact of biology. Some people are like more biologically aligned than others. And some people just smell bad to you, but those same people, it's not that they smell bad. It's that there's something about their biochemistry that is in conflict with yours that creates this reaction. So I don't think that he smelled bad to anybody else. I don't expect that. And I was very, I tried to be very specific every time I brought it up that, that it was, I identified it as a chemical reaction. It was not that he had BO or that his cologne was bad. Like I could tell from experience, this is just a matter of biology. Like whatever his pheromones are doing, do not jive with my pheromones, you know, and it was just something like that. Of course, I've only been around someone that's been, you know, smoking meth and that stuff comes out of your skin and it smells terrible. Yeah. And that's really the only chemical and that may have been what you're smelling. Who knows? No, no. It was, <laughs> it was a no, very, I yeah. Know, I don't know. That's the only thing. I know what that smells like and that's the only kind of chemical I smell. But, yeah. but, but no, I, I see what you're saying. It just, I would hate to think that, that, that I could have been one of those people and I would have heard and then someone said, well, so-and-so was there and he smells, we're not going to invite him back. <laughs> Uh, and then that there goes my there goes my orgy line. <laughs> but see, I uh, I don't have that power over, over this this event, but, and and oh, my recounting of it was you know welcomed because it was just a detailing of the experience of like just a firsthand. This was what it was like for me to attend for the first time or just be a person at this party. There was no there there are no entrance. Uh, you know, there's, there's no filtering of the guest list based on any of this. And, and I, I knew that this is really just, I, I think that particular community too, just shares my belief that, you know, everyone's entitled to what they like and what they don't like, and nobody's going to be, you know, butthurt about it. If you express it. Yeah, I guess. But I, I'm curious though, like, where is your line between, Expressing not, an opinion and being discriminatory because you did talk about how you kind of felt that my expression of these things flies in the face of my claim that I'm sex positive, which to me, just to back up a little bit and define what that means to me is like, it is, like you said, very inclusive, but in that inclusiveness, I think it's inclusive of everybody's opinion, whatever that is. So if somebody wants to have a lot of sex or doesn't want to have any sex or only wants to have sex with little people or only wants to have sex with gay men or whatever it is, there's room for all of it. So I'm just curious, like how my expression, like you, you did seem to take it as discrimination. And I'm just wondering where the line is between expressing a preference and that being taken as discrimination. Well, I think what it comes down to is, is that when you're, when you're, um, like I said, you're, you've got this outlet where you're expressing your opinion, but people are, and, and I mean, I did, but I'm sure there's people that are going to follow that and they're going to be influenced by what you're saying and it's going to change the way that they think because of your opinion. They're going to take your opinion as fact and they're going to run with it because people do that and they're influenced because they're going to see you as somebody. I mean, 
I mean, trust me, I, I listen to a lot of these podcasts and there are people they talk about there. You're not the only one that's out there. Do you listen to other podcasts? Oh yeah. I love podcasts. Okay. So there's, there's ones that talk about, they talk about dating and they talk about how they went out and had sex and this stuff. And I hear them say the same stuff. And then they, they, they constantly, uh, uh, you know, uh, they constantly um, are hypocrite are hypocrites. Uh, they'll say one thing and then they'll turn around and do the same thing that they're being hypocrite about. I'm not saying you're doing that. I'm just saying that's what they do. Right. And it right. the crap out of me and I got to turn it off because if you're going to have this, you can't be hypocritical. But you and did then, you did say early on you thought that I was being hypocritical. So do well, you, I mean, I, I think I don't think you meant to. I'm just saying some of the statements come across that way. But hypocritical? How so? Like, how are you well, defining well, sex positivity so differently to, than I do? Well, I mean, like I said, if, if you're going to if you're going to say, you know, I I. This guy, I was with this guy, and he has small penis, he has small dick, and I just can't do that, you know, and I just can't, I can't have that in my life, and, and this type of thing. And then, and then you read something that says, you know, that this is this, 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 and then, and then you put out something that says, <laughs> you need to have tough skin uh, uh, about this, and 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 I mean, you're you're wishing everyone to this is. Uh, I hope this inspires. Well, if you're if you're going to say, I hope this podcast inspires, but then you're telling someone that, you know, you're kind of influencing the. You're telling you you if, if if a young girl comes along who's young and inexperienced and she hears you saying, well, only big dicks for me, she's probably thinking, well, my boyfriend kind of has a small dick. I should probably dump him and look for a bigger dick. Well. You, I am. <laughs> that kid influencing her, and this guy sitting over her going, "What happened? Uh, we were having everything was fine before. You were orgasm, orgasming, but now uh, supposedly uh, I don't know what's going on." And then he has to, and then he finds out, and finally breaks down and finds out that it's something that she heard, and now she's influenced. Young people are influenced by things. Everybody's influenced by things. That's just the way the world is. People copycat all the time. Hmm. There's going to be people that are going to look at you as a porn star. I'm sorry, but they are. No, I know. People, I'm, they'll already have that said to and me. They probably already are. Yes. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, and you you in no way want to be looked at that way, do you? It's, uh, it really doesn't bother me. Okay. Well, th- that means that you kind of like it a little bit. No, and it has nothing to do with liking it. Yeah. It just, you know, if that's well, how some people want to literally define it, like the, my, my bigger point is this, none of us have control over anything except ourselves. I will never have, none of us are so powerful that we have any power or influence over what anybody thinks or feels or acts upon. That's up to, to them and their interpretation of things that are surrounding them. You know, I, I, I mention a lot that I'm in recovery and one of the main tenets of the program I'm in is like, you're, you're never so powerful that you, you have any influence over any of this. You can only control what you were thinking and what you were feeling and how you react to a situation. And it's incredibly narcissistic to think that you can, 
right? So there's mm-hmm. like, no, there's just a waste of energy to worry about what somebody else thinks or worry about what somebody else is doing or try to influence what they're thinking or doing because you just can't. You'll okay. never have That's that right. power. I understand what you're saying about like the inherent responsibility of having a public platform and, and using it. And I, I do take that very seriously. And I would never say anything that I would consider to be um, like a call to action for somebody to, you know, act in a way that that's in support of anything that I say. But what I do mean when I say that I hope that this project informs and inspires is that I'm trying to model the behavior that I would like to see become more common. And by that, I mean, expressing honestly, what is going on with me and not couching it behind fear or guilt or shame, but being, you know, 100% transparent And, you know, especially as a woman, like giving voice to these things and being very specific about how I masturbate and that I watch porn and what I'm looking at. Like a lot of these things aren't discussed. And I think the more people try to uh, not share openly or honestly, they're not doing anybody a service. I think it's demonstrating, you know, honesty. That's what I'm I'm really going for. Let me do this point to you. I don't think a lot of men are out there talking about how they masturbate. I know I don't hear any men talking about that. In fact, men don't want you to know that. They'd rather you know that they're getting laid because the stigma on that is is that when men hear that women are masturbating, they're like, cool. That's awesome because they want to watch. Hmm. Most women, women don't really care if a man's masturbating because – Men think that if they're masturbating, then that means that they can't get it. And in my and and in and I'll tell you right now in my life, that's pretty much true. Mm. Um, uh, and because that, uh, well, I will tell you that you can you can look at me just in a few. If you look at anything about me, uh, I am a kind of a big guy. I have lost weight. Uh, I've lost about sixty pounds. Uh, I am working out, and so I am in a better shape, um, and and I think that's have a, has have has had a lot to do with my drive. But I've always had a high drive, even when I was heavier. But that's never stopped me, uh, and I've never had any complaints. At least none that anyone's ever said it to me. Uh, I'm very good at oral sex, um, uh, and and, I, and it's a passion of mine. Hmm. Um, but you know. I'm sure men tell you this all the time. Uh, you know, it's probably, you know, no, it, 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 I'm sure they all tell you that, trying to influence you or something like that, which probably does not work. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you make the decision. Uh, you have to like the guy, I'm sure. Uh, and, 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 you, and from what I hear from a lot of your podcasts and when you talk is that if it's not quality, you'd probably rather masturbate. Yeah. Right. And I get that. And, and, and I'm to the point to where, you know, of course, I don't have that option because I don't have – there's a lot more people probably where you live uh, that you can reach out to than there is where I live, uh, even though, I mean, you probably think I live out in the woods somewhere, but it's actually not. But uh, there's just uh, there's just not a whole lot of uh, singles around here. Yeah. And the ones I, that are on that are my age, they're not – they aren't looking for hookups and they're wanting relationships. And, and when the first thing you say, you say, look, I, 
I, I want a relationship and I want a date and, and I want I want all the love and I, I want to do these things, but uh, I'm also kinky too. Once yeah. I hear that, they don't want to talk to you anymore. They prejudge on that. They think, oh, he's a, he's a freak or he's a pervert. Well, aren't we all to some degree? But they don't want to listen. There's, there's still, you know, of course, you know, I was on Fet Life too, and now I'm back on it, and I was catfish twice on. It. Hmm. And I think one was a guy. Yeah. Still don't know. I know these yeah. these things are frustrating, but you know, just so that so. you know, I am just as interested in hearing about men masturbate and and anybody yeah. that's on the gender spectrum. Like, yeah, yeah. You, I, yeah, I think, are. but yeah. it's yeah. a bigger you're, thing you're of like all of you're. all of these expressions, though. All of these honest accounts, I think, are equally as valuable. Like, yes, I have this platform, and I do use that weekly episode to kind of focus on my specific point of view. But you know, much like we're having this conversation, I think the, the the, the point and the value of having the regular episode is like to amplify these other voices that are out there and to make it normal so that, you know, cause like you, I think everybody is kinky to a certain degree. I think this idea of, of vanilla is kind of bullshit. I think it's really a matter of people not having opportunity or they're ignorant or they're afraid or ashamed of, of the things that they're interested in or, or curious about. And I think that, that can change the more we collectively are more open about it. So that that's why, you know, I like to focus on the things that I focus on and bring up the things that I bring up and have these kind of open conversations to get these things expressed from people all over the place so that others listening can identify and not feel alone if they are questioning or wondering about any of these things themselves. I feel a lot better. Well, that's good. Thank you for agreeing to have this conversation. And I really appreciate you sharing your point of view and having this talk with me for the podcast. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for clearing things up. And I appreciate you and uh, all the work that you do. Well, thanks. And uh, keep on keeping on, keto. You too. Uh, Best of luck with everything. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Okay. So one thing I did want to address now that we've listened to that conversation uh, is the point that he made about the possible influence I may have on others, whether I'm intending to have that influence or not. Um, And that is something I do take seriously and I am mindful of. And I do just want to clarify that the only thing I would ever hope to inspire or influence other people into doing is to embrace the truth about themselves, whatever that is. There are a lot of different topics that are covered here, and there are a lot of very strong opinions that are expressed both in regular interviews and the the weekly How I Got Off episodes. And those things are, are not meant to influence how you think or act in any way other than to say, you know, these are people that are in touch with with themselves and what they are into and what they've explored and would like to explore. And it's, you know, presenting a documentation of that. It's not saying, oh, this is the right thing or this is the wrong thing. It's just saying, this is my thing. And I would only hope that you, your takeaway from any of, any of the recordings, any of the conversations, any of the, like any of the things that are shared on this podcast is for you to, to wonder, well, what is my thing? What is your thing? That's what I I would like you to take away from this is how can I figure out what my thing is? 
And how can I feel comfortable expressing that and embracing that in, you know, the, the healthiest way possible? So given that, if there's anything that you want to discuss with me, you know, much like with this gentleman, I'm happy to have conversations like this with, with any of you. So feel free to reach out. You can always email me. Sex at graphicpaint.com is the easiest. But anyway, until Monday's episode, take care. I wish you well. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you dig it? Tell a friend. Subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Send an email. I really would love for you to do all of these things. And if you'd like to know more about this project, visit graphicpaint.com sexpodcast for additional episodes and background on how this all began. And if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, send an email to sex at graphicpaint.com. Every story and experience is valuable, so why not do an interview or submit your own filthy audio? Be a part of our revolution and help us spread the message of sexy self-acceptance.